Hello and welcome to the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast. My name is Holly Samuel and I am a registered dietitian and certified personal trainer. In this podcast, I'll be talking to different everyday runners, health and wellness enthusiasts, and nutrition experts to empower you to become the best, faster, stronger, fit cookie version of yourself that you can be. Are you ready? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Today on the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast, I have Kate Smith joining me. Kate Smith is one of my dearest friends. She's also married to my cousin, Josh. So she's kind of stuck with the family forever. (laughs) Um, And today we'll talk about Kate's running journey and what that's looked like for her in the past couple of years and how she's kind of gone from casual high school track athlete to running a half marathon to never running ever again, ever. And now she's completed many half marathons and a full marathon. And I know there's much more in store for her. So we'll just get right into it. Welcome to the show, Kate. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I mean, let's just dive right in. So if you want to talk a little bit about your background with running, like when did you start and how's that looked since? I'm sure it's like a total linear story, right? (laughs) Yeah, completely linear, (laughs) no ups and downs ever. Um, Well, I started running um, in high school, I did track and field. Um, I I actually ran the two mile and really liked it. Um, I also did some throwing, I did shot put and discus. Um, Did you really? I did. And I, I did not know that I really didn't see myself as a runner at all. And then when I did the two mile I don't remember how I got into that, but I did the two mile at one point and enjoyed it. And then the, the running coach, I'd only ever had throwing coaches. So the running coach said, you know, um, you should try out or you should try the cross country team because that was the spring track season. So he said, come back in August and try, you know, cross country. And I ended up loving it. Um, In cross country, I had started, I think my first 5k race was like 34 minutes, which at the time compared to everyone else, it felt really, really slow. Um, and by the end of the season, I had PR'd at 24, 24, um, and was my only race with negative splits. And I actually won the most improved award from the coaches on the team as a senior. So, um, that's kind of where it all started. And I running just kind of became part of my life at that point. Um, I ran, that's awesome. Yeah. I I mean, I ran for fun after that. I never raced anything serious after that until, I did a half marathon in 2011. Nice. 24, 24 might be like the coolest PR ever. It was, I loved that just that time. I was like, this is perfect. (laughs) It's so easy to remember. It's the only actual PR time that I have memorized. (laughs) Well, and you're like, it makes you like, you know, super bad. You know what? Cause it's like Jack Bauer, 24. That's running out of time. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Happy you got that joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, talk about, you know, because I know you kind of had a bit of a break from running and then got back into it a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And what's that 
what did that look like? Yeah. So I did the half, my first half marathon I did um, in 2011 and I had, I was kind of like, I was prompted to do it because I was training for, um, I was raising money for a crisis center I was working for. And so I did it. I joined a team. We ran together every Sunday. Um, in my opinion, the training had been too long because I had never done anything that, that long before. I don't, I, I, I got burnt out by the end of it. So I did the race. Um, and then that I remember was November 13th in what, 2011. I remember the date because I, I had told myself I will never run again after that. That was the last running I'll ever do. Um, and then I took about five years off. Was it five years off? Four years off from running. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah, it was five years off, um, and had two kids and life really, really changed. So I couldn't, I didn't think I could just pick up and run again. Um, and I did a whole bunch of yoga during that time and just never, I had always pictured myself as a runner from cross country on. And then I just was like, nope, I'm not a runner anymore. I think, I think it's done. That, that was a different chapter of my life. Yeah. It's kind of funny how we can like sectionalize that a little bit. Like, you know, that was that chapter and now I can't have to do something different. Yeah. It was like, I couldn't, I like, I can't do that anymore. I'm not in that phase of my life anymore is what I thought. Yeah. I imagine too, I'm not someone who ran like in high school or even really, I ran a little bit in college, but not like on a team or anything like that. But I imagine too, it's hard for if you like did a sport when you were so young to be like, oh, I'll never be that good again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I know I feel that way about other things in my life. So that was exactly (laughs) it. I felt like I couldn't be as good as I was then. So why, why would I even bother? It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Super hard. And when you're 17, like. I mean, you don't get hurt at all. So right. exactly. <laughs> and if you do, you don't care. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously you stopped running forever on November 13th, mm-hmm. 2011. Yep, definitely. And we can just, we can just end this podcast right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've known for the list, those listening, I've known Kate for a really long time. Um, there was a period in my life when I was starting to run and she was past that November 13th, 2011 date. And she used to say the last day I ever ran was November 13th, 2011. And in the back of my head, I always thought, okay, yeah, like, cool. She's serious. And then I started to kind of notice a change um, (laughs) in, in just that dialogue. And all of a sudden you started to run again. So like, what did that transition look like? Because going from like, I can state the date I stopped, (laughs) to, I think I'm going to do that again is, you know, that's a heck of a transition. Yeah. Well, I had, like I said, I had two kids. Um, so things kind of changed yeah. in every single way. Um, I mean, physically, mentally, my life, my schedule, everything. So yeah. I, I started walking with them in a double stroller and there was one part of the road that, that scared me a little bit. So I just kind of was like, okay, I can run. It was not even a quarter of a mile. Um, and I was like, I could just run this little piece. And then as I did that a few times, then I got back like, oh, actually, this feels good. And I can do this pushing a double stroller. I never even considered that. So I would push it a little bit longer running. And then I would push it a little bit longer. And then soon after that, I was running a couple miles with the double stroller, um, you know, with strategic ha- uh, snacks in hand and Anna and Elsa <laughs> music playing for the kids. So, <laughs> but I, I figured out how to get it done and, and it started to get too cold for the kids to be in the stroller. So I decided that I really liked what I was doing and it felt like kind of like me again. I was like, Oh, I'm, 
a mom now and also I'm the 17 year old runner again yeah absolutely I'm sure the frozen music helped a lot I mean mean, who doesn't love (laughs) (laughs) yeah I remember I remember that because I know exactly what stretch of road you're talking about like the part before the bridge by Mm -hmm. your house yep yeah it's like seems so like that seems like you know it was such a far away when you started and now it's like oh that's that's just how I get to the bridge to come to start my run. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's part of my warm up. And that, that's about a half a mile. The end of that stretch that I was running to is about a half mile from my house. So, um, and yeah. I was only running a part of that. But at, at some point, I started to say to my husband, who I had, I was with him when we ran the, when I ran the first half marathon, I said, I wonder if I could do that again. And I kind of, it took a few weeks for me to convince myself that, no, I think I actually could do this again. And I could do it better this time. Yeah. So talk about, let's talk a little bit about that transition. So like how, once you started to plant that seed in your head, like, I think I'm going to maybe train for another one of these. Like, what did the training look like? When were you running? Mm. How were you coordinating like childcare? Cause obviously you had two little kiddos to look after that you couldn't just like push in the stroller the whole time yeah. because I know that they would get bored on those long runs. <laughs> yeah, they certainly would. Three miles is about their max. Um, yeah. yeah, once I started wanting to do longer runs and feeling confident that I could, um, that's when I started getting up early. Um, I My ideal, I, I'm a morning runner anyway. I prefer to run in the mornings. And with the kids, I think it was like 8 or 9 a.m. And after once it started to get cold and I wanted to do longer distances and really started thinking about training for a half marathon that would be later in the fall, I started getting up early, you know, 5.30, 5 a.m. so that I could run before um, they woke up um, and kind of get in some me time and, you know, start my day in that way. And um, that's pretty much how I do it still <laughs> when I do run. I, and, you know, <laughs> the earlier the better sometimes because they have been getting up earlier and earlier um, and my husband's home in the morning. So we're able to make that work. Um, and then yeah. on the weekends, he, I, I do the same thing. I get up early, but he just takes over and, um, the kids love it. When I come home, they start cheering for me as I run into the driveway. Cause they're usually up by then. So that's fun. <laughs> that's like, like what a good little finish line absolutely. on a daily yes, basis. I, absolutely. <laughs> Especially after a long run. Yeah. You're like, Oh good. Someone's happy to see me. I, I'm all sweaty and nasty. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So, and like, for those of you who have no idea, like where we are, or what we're talking about, um, Kate is in the new England, New Hampshire area. So she's talking about getting up at five in the morning and running when it is like bitter cold out and dark. Um, <laughs> so super dedicated, super dedicated mm-hmm. there. Um, and I know you used to, I mean, I, I know I, I have influenced Kate a little bit in the running part of things. And I know she's influenced me in the yoga part of things <laughs> before I used to run or do yoga. Um, and I remember we used to get up early to do yes. that. Have you always been like a morning exerciser? I have. Yes. I honestly just hate to shower twice in one day. So <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to shower in the morning to do something and then go work out in the afternoon and have to shower again. So, but I think it just works my rhythm. It works for me um, to get up and and start my day with being energized from run or from work, from a, yo- from a yoga class or um, something like that. It kind of up with the sun or before it often in the winter. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's like a practicality mm-hmm. thing. We don't have to shower. Yeah, and, I, and I'm and just <laughs> tired in the, by the afternoon, whether or not I work out. By 3 o'clock, I'm toast. So to think about um, running and having to fuel myself for a run in the afternoon for me I know that other people do it and I and I just can't comprehend it but I have I have to do it first thing yeah I can imagine too if you're chasing children around all day and I know you work as well Mm -hmm. so that would be exhausting um so what do your like what did your long runs start to look like when you started training for more of these half marathons um they I mean, I, I kind of would find a schedule, um, either in a book or online. Um, my longer runs would be early morning. Again, um, I would have a water belt that I would bring with me or a water bottle on my hand. Um, and I wasn't during that, that first one back, I wasn't very good at fueling. I didn't understand the need for fueling. Um, I kind of had heard that you, you don't really need to fuel during a half marathon. Um, it's really mostly after 13 miles where your body starts to peter out. But even the fueling before um, a run, I, I didn't really know that. So I, a lot of my runs I ended um, kind of worn out and I was toast for the rest of the day. I was just out of it um, for those long runs, but um, they were, I mean, I think I got up to 10 miles in my training for that first half back into running and had never run past that other than that one half marathon. So come race day, I kind of hit a wall at, <laughs> at 10 miles mentally. Um, and I've kind of changed my method since then. Yeah. Oh man. We've all mm-hmm. been there when you like hit that, hit that point where you're like, I've never run this far before. What do I do? What's it going to feel exactly. like? And sometimes it feels yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and just the <laughs> mental, like, Oh my, like, I, just, I want to be done. I want to be done. I want to be done. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and actually, let's kind of go into a little bit your personal mm-hmm. records and what those look like. So how did some of that start to change, like your fueling strategy? What changed for you to get your personal best and shout that time out with some pride? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I had so I had run a couple half marathons again back into running and figured out that, yes, I do need to fuel my body in order to push it to run a half marathon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I need to sleep well. That was a huge change for me. I am not only an early morning workout person, but also a night owl. Mm. Um, so I can run literally run and figuratively <laughs> run on five hours of sleep consistently, but it's not quality sleep and it, and I'm not running a quality run. So um, I kind of transitioned into getting to bed earlier um, because I knew I would be up early, um, my, uh, getting up early enough in the morning to eat something, digest a little, and then start my run. Um, and then I, so I set a goal for myself after running a couple of half marathons of running a sub two hours, an under two hour marathon. Um, my goal before that, I mean, my PR before that had been two Oh five and change. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just wanted to cut that time off and, five minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but <laughs> when you're running, it's like, Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> that was a huge feat. So to the idea of keeping a like night, what was it? Nine Oh nine to nine fifteen pace, something like, I, I think that's what it was. Average pace. Yeah. I think it was right around um, nine minutes to, yeah, to. maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, and I had to, I had never done speed work before, so I had to kind of incorporate a little bit of that into my training too. Yeah. Absolutely. And how, like, how did that race go? And what was your time? 
Um, I crushed it. Yes, you did. In my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I ran it in 158.30, which, I mean, so I cut off about about seven minutes. I don't remember exactly what my PR was before that. So about seven minutes from my previous PR. So that was huge. Um, And I was under two hours by a minute and a half. Um, in my training, I had, um, you and Connor had run with me because I, there was one part that I was very intimidated by on the course. Mm -hmm. I had run it before. I knew I remembered it from the first one I ran and I knew I was going to struggle because it was right towards the end. And I knew I was going to be pushing myself harder than I had before. So, um, mentally it was, it was really, really helpful for us to run that um on a long run and then finish through right where I knew the finish line was that that just visualizing it and then doing it helped me on race day to even though I was pushing myself so much harder than I had before I I just kind of reminded myself that I had just done this and I can do it again and I was so close to the finish yeah and I mean you so Kate had run this half marathon back in 2011 um and then did you run it again before your you broke two hours I did. You did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've run it three times and that the under two was the last one I ran. Yeah. So she had run the Seacoast half marathon in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which if you're ever in the area and there's not a pandemic in the fall (laughs) and you want to run a beautiful race, that's relatively flat until the end, but very, very scenic. Oh, it's a great one. It's beautiful. It's my favorite. I mean, that's why I run it three times. It's so beautiful, it's, despite the hill at the end. <laughs> yeah, there's a hill at the end. And like on a training run, three miles, you're like, eh, hill. But at the end of a half marathon, I mean, it's a mountain. Um, yes. <laughs> and I was there when she ran up it at the end of that half marathon, and you yep. absolutely crushed it. So oh. I think a lot of those um, fueling habits and sleeping better definitely paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was really powerful. And I had you kind of to run with it in the middle of it too. And it was, um, I think you would, would you jump in at like mile nine or something like that with me for a little while. Yeah. That was and then, fun. um, really just had to have, um, a person to, I could say anything I wanted to, <laughs> anything <laughs> I was thinking at that point, I had no filter. Um, and I could say it all and the other runners were going through the same thing, but Holly had, hadn't run the whole thing. So it was kind of nice to have someone that I could depend on to just be there and listen to the, to the things I had to say while I was crushing that hill. Oh yeah. And I mean, <laughs> as someone who has run plenty of races and had some really good experiences and also some like, Oh my gosh, just get me to the finish line. I'm going to die experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely relate to what you don't want to hear <laughs> Yeah, when, when you're definitely running out of gas and also what would be helpful to hear. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, that was super fun. That was a great opportunity, but you crushed yeah, it. Was- um, and then moving on from that, this is a question that I want to ask to, every runner who comes onto this podcast. So have you ever said that you won't run a marathon before? (laughs) Um, I have said that so many times. I think (laughs) I could have gotten it tattooed on my forehead. (laughs) And tell me, tell me how that went. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) after I told myself that if I did, I broke two hours in the half marathon, I would run a full and I did it. So I made myself train for and run a full marathon last fall. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. And I ran it in um, four hours, 31 minutes and 50 seconds. That's amazing. And I... for that felt that was incredible. 
<laughs> yeah. So good dive into that training because training for a half marathon is like, it's awesome. I think when a lot of us do that for the first time, we feel like a superhero because mm-hmm. like you're getting into those double digit runs and you're like, like what is happening? And like, this yes. is, this is now starting to get like easy. And then yes. describe that transition to the full marathon training, because I know for a lot of people, it's, it's quite the difference than just being 13.1 two times. <laughs> yes, it really is. It really is. And you're, you're right on with the breaking into double digits was huge. And that felt like I was superwoman for sure. And, and then, um, to, and then a half marathon at that point is, is just a, a short training run for a marathon. Um, because you get upwards of 18, 20, I think I, made myself do 22 miles and I only did that because I remember the 10 mile um wall I hit during that marathon that half marathon and knowing that mentally if I only did 20 not the 20 not a zillion miles it feels like but yeah um that I I needed mentally I just knew I needed to break through that I needed to do something more than that so I I got to 22 miles in my training and that I mean that transition is is that's that I was superwoman at that point. <laughs> you still are. You are superwoman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, during those runs on those days. Um, and that, and th- that was a whole nother learning curve as far as um, fueling, um, carrying it with you and having enough water or bathroom breaks or whatever things come up, um, gels or goo or whatever. Um, have, knowing I had to really starting at three miles and up had to kind of train my gut in into reaching that um 22 mile before the race and then 26 obviously at the race yeah so you ran that marathon what was it like a little less than a year after that two hour sub two hour half marathon yes yeah so it was a pretty like smooth transition right into Mm -hmm. right into marathon training yeah no problem Uh, no problem through new england winter (laughs) Um, yeah. So talk about, let's talk a little bit about how your nutrition changed and like, how did that start to change in terms of like a mindset for you? Because I know that's a, it's definitely a learning curve, but I think Mm -hmm. for some people, myself included, um, starting to understand the, the fueling part and thinking of, you know, food while you're running as fuel and around the run as a function of getting more out of yourself during the run and not as a function of like looking a certain way or mm-hmm. uh, like, tell me a little bit more about that because I know the marathon definitely brings that up in a lot of people, because if you don't kind of start to practice that you will crash <laughs> and burn Yeah, <laughs> if you don't get it down. I've, I've heard that and I'm, I'm one to listen to advice. And <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, I mean, I, I love to eat. So running is just a happy coincidence. Um, but <laughs> I, um, I really was viewing, I really could transition my brain from eating and enjoying food and eating to eat to fueling for that run, like you said, and that it, um, on the days that I didn't during the trainings for those half marathons for the longer runs, I really felt it during the run. And, so for marathon training, I actually committed to not drinking at all. Um, and that's a huge leap. I know a lot of people were like, what, why would you do that? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't, I, for me, it just felt right. Um, and I could, I honestly just hydrate better and sleep better and all the things. And so that was one huge transition. And also I actually eat less healthy when I'm training for a marathon in terms of 
um, high fiber foods and <laughs> salads and things like that because I'm running so many miles and with GI issues that can come up, um, fiber was not my friend. So I had to switch over to white bread, and I, which I was kind of always raised on wheat bread because it's healthy. Um, th- these are the things I was told. Um, I stopped eating salads because otherwise things would just go right through. And that is not fun when you're trying to run 18 miles. No, it's not. No. <laughs> it's definitely not. Yeah. And I mean, I really like to reiterate, you know, this is something I, I know we've talked about, but also I talk about with other clients and, you know, tell myself all the time (laughs) is that a lot of the times when you're training for something like this, you know, you have to do what's healthy for you, you know, rather than what society dictates as typically healthy. And sports nutrition is one of those funny things where like, you know, you're going to hear me as a dietitian say, yeah, you need the white bread, you need the white rice, you need like to not have vegetables. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, and I know for some people, that's just maybe a few days before a big race. But for others, it's really throughout training, if training's really going to bring those issues up. um, Like I know it did for you. And you were definitely someone who did like a lot of high fiber foods normally. Oh, yeah, just and and yeah, and just because I prefer them, I just like to eat them more. And um, that was a hard transition of eating different foods that that were, I think, societally created, but like they were quote unquote healthy versus unhealthy. And I I, I saw them the white bread and the um, you know white potatoes and white rice and all that stuff I, just as unhealthy. And it's not; it's just different, and it depends on what your body needs. And my body needed those things to support me. And I felt, I have never felt healthier in my life than when I was training for that marathon and eating those foods. Yeah. It's funny how that works Mm -hmm. sometimes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we know, um, we know how that ended. So you did end up finishing that marathon in an incredible first time of four hours and 31 minutes. That's insane. That's like such a good time. Thank you. It was so fun. (laughs) Yeah. And you had fun doing it. So yeah, describe like what it felt like to cross that finish line after having said, I'm never going to do this and having your kids there. Tell us oh, about that. Oh God. I'm, I make a start crying when I think about my kids being there. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. I really, um, my husband is a great, great, great support and is, was there a hundred percent of the way and supportive of every run. And so um, I saw he and my, my parents and my sister and her fiance and my kids were at the race in multiple different spots. So it just, um, having said that so many times that I would never run a marathon and then having them there and cheering and it, I, I had just never been so proud of myself. Um, and to see them just being proud of me and not saying, Oh, well, you always said you never did this. Like you'd never do this. Something like that. You know, it just was wonderful. I just felt the love and I wrote it the whole way. And as I was finishing, my legs started cramping in two different places and I, had um, slowed down a lot in the last two miles than I had planned on and that I hoped to. And um, then I turned and I start running through the gates, you know, all the way down towards the finish line. And I see my kids and they're waving at me and I just flew. I don't even remember my feet touching the ground. It was just, it was an amazing experience. That's awesome. Yeah. You finished really strong, even though you had some cramps. Oh, yeah. I could barely move my legs. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's so great. I, yeah, I love that they got to be there at the finish line. And mm-hmm. which marathon did you do again? Uh, Bay State Marathon in Lowell, Massachusetts. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty, like, that's 
a lot of people show up, but you can still like get on the course if you want to cheer someone on. Yeah, it's interesting because it's a it's a Boston qualifier. It's a pretty fast course. It's a double loop, so um, uh, which I liked because it was just easier for my family to be around. Yeah, um, and, and easy easy to navigate. I didn't feel like I was going to get lost, and it was crowded enough that I never felt alone on the course. Um, but it wasn't mm-hmm. so crowded that I felt like I was stuck in a crowd. Um, maybe the first three miles because the, the half marathoners and the marathoners are together. But otherwise, it was a wonderful race. I highly recommend it. Oh, awesome. And that was, was that in October? It was, yes. Yeah. Great time to run in New England. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you crushed that marathon. And then, <laughs> I mean, it, you totally crushed it. And then, like, let's talk a little bit about, you know, did running push you to start like any other types of exercise or self-care activities just in the whole process? Um, yes. Um, like I said, I kind of, I got into yoga during the years of not running, um, thinking yes. I was done running and that has never really stopped. Um, I do have children now, so I can't get out to yoga classes as often, but I do, I'm, I do yoga pretty frequently and I just, I find it so helpful to stretch as I kind of use it as an off day um, or a rest day in my training schedules Um, and sometimes I call it a strength training day. Either way, I just feel good. Um, but then I've also, towards the end of my marathon training, I had some foot issues and I had two weeks left and I kind of had gained all the training I could and just didn't want to lose it. So instead of running, I started swimming, um, which is really hard, by the way. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever done swimming, (laughs) but oh my goodness. No, I do know that you have, but um, it's really hard. It took me like 40 minutes to swim one mile one day. And I was like, holy cow. Um, and, and <laughs> after that marathon, I wanted to keep the fitness. So we started going swimming at 6am and swim running, which is a thing. We did. We did. <laughs> yeah. We did. And I love talking about this because I think a lot of runners get into running to run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, duh. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of times when you're doing these long distances or you're really pushing yourself, you know, injuries happen, Mm -hmm. even if we're trying to prevent them. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, what do I do? Because now like I can't run and running has become more than running because it's, you know, a stress reliever. It's like you said, it's your me time or it builds so much confidence or, you know, it keeps you in shape, whatever the reason is. So we turn to these other things and I don't know. I feel like we started to really like the swimming game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the routine of getting up early was already there for me. So to then the weird part was always the jump into the pool. I was like, why yes. am I jumping into a pool right now? <laughs> totally understand. I don't know how swimmers do that like every single every day. day. Oh gosh. I, I, I couldn't do it, but, but it was fun and, and swim running also very hard. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. I didn't know, um, how slow I could go in a running motion (laughs) to like put myself in a pool. Yes. Yes. You were so good about that too. I tried it a little bit. I would swim laps at the UNH pool while Kate would swim. You would swim laps a little bit and then you would swim. Yeah. I would warm up to next to me. And we would both like, text each other and be like wow this this was a really like this was a much better idea last night mm-hmm. and now it's early and we don't want to and then we get there and we jump in the pool and one day the the heat in the building of the pool wasn't oh working and it was winter so we were like freezing jumping into yes. the pool freezing before we even got wet yes <laughs> yeah. yeah and then that really that we were going strong we built that habit pretty strong yeah we went for and- a whole handful of months there yeah, until the pandemic no. and until I moved. Yeah, but 
Yeah, that was so fun. So, I mean, I know things look, we're, for those listening, we're currently in, in May 2020 of the coronavirus pandemic, but I know things look a little different for exercise for you right now. So what do you, like, what kinds of things are you doing right now? So right now I'm still kind of dealing with that foot issue. Um, I had picked up back up and running for a little while, got up to 10 miles in the long run and um, have really been struggling since. So I haven't been able to get um, to see a podiatrist because nothing's been open for a while, but things are starting to open back up. So I'll be doing that soon. But in the meantime, yeah. um, I've been, I have a rowing machine that a friend is letting me borrow and it's worth its weight in gold. And it's pretty heavy cause it's from like the eighties, um, but it works <laughs> and it's wonderful. And that has been um, even during when I was still running, I, the more I would do the rowing in between runs, I, it really um, helped me gain speed. And I think it was that motion of pushing off with my legs. Um, something about that. Oh, yeah. I, I was a couple of weeks or I guess months ago now, two months ago or so, I was running um, almost reaching my PR in 5Ks just in a morning run. Um, not really training for it. So the rowing really has helped. Um, I have a uh, bike that I've been riding and been able to up my level on um, since I can't run them and I've got the kids and I, I, I'll do a longer workout at home and, and then just some strength training. Um, a friend of mine is a yoga instructor and so has a Patreon um, account. So I, I've been taking his yoga classes. So that's kind of where I'm at as far as exercise right now. That sounds like a great mix. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I can, it's all in my home, which is very, very, very lucky. I do now have a treadmill, which is wonderful, but again, I can't run. So <laughs> yeah. I just stare at it longingly. Well, like, you know, injuries happen, but you'll get back at oh, it. Oh, yeah. I'm not giving up. I, I'm planning on hopefully running um, in the fall a half marathon, even if it's a virtual one. I don't. We don't know what to expect, but I'm hoping to do that. Oh, yeah. You'll totally get back there, especially because you, you've built up so much just endurance um, with running all of your long runs and training, and, like, you're still doing cardio most mm -hmm. days, so... You'll definitely have an easy time getting back into it, I'm sure, once your foot's healed. You know, I, even when I'm doing the rower, I, I have music on and I sing really loud because I'm oh my gosh. on purpose so that I'm training my body to be able to breathe better during a cardio workout. Yeah. <laughs> it really, That's I'm awesome. a terrible singer, but it's really fun. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. It adds a challenge. It really does, yeah. <laughs> so a little bit about... Um, like your just overall exercise routine now and running and what that looks like, like how has all of this kind of changed your like body image or just image of self in general? Um, well, I never knew I was a powerhouse and now I, now I know. <laughs> now, you know, and everyone That's else right. does. <laughs> I, um, no, I, I mean, I think I grew up pretty normal in the um, social world of, hating my body for stupid reasons and um I have really come far from that and it is because of running running and yoga really um helped align yeah. mind body spirit all the things um enabled to like a, me being able to um um to take to have the confidence to challenge myself in the way of challenging myself to do these new yoga poses or balance a little longer or run sub two hour half or run a marathon. I just didn't have the confidence in the belief that my body could do it. Um, and 
having achieved one small goal after the other and then into big goals has really, um, I feel like I could do anything. I actually have really considered ultra marathons, like the long, long ones. Um, Wait, yeah. can we do one? Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Please. All right. You guys heard it here first. <laughs> Yeah, I we don't need a we don't even need a race for that. I mean, right. there's barely anybody on the sidelines of those. Right, anyway. Exactly, I'm I'm down. I'm, I just want to run. <laughs> that sounds so fun. No, we're totally Yay. doing that. I'm excited. Um, yeah, absolutely, that's mm-hmm. happening. So, <laughs> so in terms of like just all your experiences wrapped into one, do you feel like having like that coaching voice, whether it's you know like an online class or just the accountability of someone, do you find that to be valid? Like, did you find it to be valuable in your running performance or your overall health? Oh, absolutely. Um, without, I, I'm a, I'm a, I need the accountability. So to, without that, I struggle to push myself to run. Um, so I will sign up for a race months ahead of time <laughs> because then I'm accountable yeah. to it, but to have a person to talk it through with, I, I, who has been you, um, through all of this, um, and to kind of figure out logistics and, um, to share my daily excitements and, you know, oh my gosh, I, I did these hills and I feel like I could climb a mountain now, or wow, that was really hard. I wonder if this is what I ate and this is why, and things like that. It's so, it's invaluable to me. I can't say how valuable it has been to be able to have a person, um, to help with, um, nutrition information and just a support, just even if it's just a support, never mind coaching that, which is huge. <laughs> yeah. And it's been so fun for me. I mean, I think one of the best things that any runner could hear from their friend is like, yeah, maybe I'll run like a half, but I don't know if I'm ever going to do a marathon. Cause then, you know, you know that it's yep. planted and it's yep. happening. And I mean, you could probably speak to this as well. I just think the running community is like the best community mm-hmm. ever um, because everyone's so supportive of each other. And it doesn't matter if you run, if you're breaking two hours in the half marathon or, you know, gosh, if you're breaking two hours in the right. marathon, because that's been it's done amazing. now, you know, we're, <laughs> it's amazing. We're still like, oh my gosh, so supportive, no matter what the goal is, because we all know what that feels like. Absolutely. And and like how it spills into other parts yes. of your life. Yes. Which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. I mean, and it, I love meeting other runners and I want to know everything. I don't, I don't care the numbers of their times. I just want to know what are they doing and are, are they feeling that feeling that you're talking about and that, um, and bonding over that. I just could talk about it for hours. Yeah. And I know in my, I, in my fit cookie nutrition coaching business with my clients one-on-one, that's like, I love working with all types of people, all types of exercisers, but definitely have a soft spot for the runners because I want them to feel Mm -hmm. that feeling, you know, just like we've been talking about, because it's the coolest thing ever to feel. And I feel like it's even cooler to watch someone achieve that. Like, I think I had a better experience watching you break two hours in the half marathon than when I got my marathon PR because it was just well one I was dead exhausted you know when I got my PR but (laughs) also because it was just the coolest thing ever to watch you like get up at four in the morning all the time and then go crush that race thank you yeah that was that was incredible (laughs) your support was amazing still is awesome oh yeah (laughs) happy to do it well 
you guys heard it here. We're going to run an ultra marathon. Um, And (laughs) I want to thank Kate for coming on the show and talking about her journey, because I think so many people are going to be able to relate to you and look up to you or even think, wow, she's so cool. I don't know if I could ever do that. And then surprise yourself. And you might be Thank able to do Thank you it. so much. That was me. That was me seeing you running and thinking, wow, she's so cool. I could never do that. And here I am. <laughs> <laughs> here you are. Well, thanks so much for coming yeah, on the show. Yeah, thank you. This is fun. Awesome. I'll Sounds talk good. to you soon. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Kate. I am releasing this episode on your birthday. So happy birthday to you. You are a badass and I hope that you have a fabulous day. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you found something to relate to. Um, Kate is a regular badass human just like you are and you are capable of achieving amazing things. To learn more about what it would be like to work with me one-on-one in my nutrition and fitness coaching programs, head over to Fit cookienutrition.com and set up a free discovery call to get to learn more so that we can talk to each other, talk about your goals, decide if we're a good fit and get started. So I hope everyone has a great day and I'll see you next time.